exploring the buddy system, the perfect summer playlist, and a brief reading of XXL's Freshman Cipher's obituary. This is Rap Planet. Buddy System is alive and well. Coming from Compton, the rapper just put out his most complex and radio-friendly album to date, Harlan and Alondra. It's named for the streets he grew up on and features big names like Khalid and Ty Dolla Sign to bring in new ears that might not have considered a stream without them. Buddy's timeline is a fascinating and underappreciated one. At 16, he fearlessly shared his music with Pharrell, who quickly flew him out of Miami to start his career under his I Am Other Entertainment label. I first discovered Buddy from his video for the incredibly catchy Awesome, which was shot on the rooftop of his house back in 2011. Being a sophomore in college back then, I was looking for under-the-radar songs to throw on the party playlists just so if people liked them enough, they'd come up and ask me about them, and I could tell them all about them. Awesome was one of those songs that I played nonstop during the end of the golden age of mixtapes. This was a time when other artists from California like Kendrick Lamar and the rest of TDE started to get noticed, and maybe that's why he didn't get all of the Kali shine that he deserved. I think what made me such a big fan of Buddy right from the start was his level of talent for his young age. While the East Coast has Joey Badass, the West Coast has Buddy. Just a few months ago, I went to a Joey Badass show with one of my friends, Andrew, who got me infatuated with rap in high school. While Joey was the headliner, he brought Buddy along for the ride as an opener. And as a dedicated Buddy fan, I was honestly more excited to see him, having already seen Joey open for Schoolboy Q on his Blank Face tour. What came next was the ultimate disappointment. Not in Buddy's performance, but by the sure confusion and mood of the crowd. The show was at the Fillmore in Silver Spring one of my favorite venues because of its ability to hold a bunch of people while still feeling intimate. We went to the second level to get a bird's eye view and to maybe stay with people our age while the younger generation sweated out below. But looking down, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Absolutely no enthusiasm, simply because I'm not sure if a single person knew his music in the venue besides me. And that was tragic. Buddy performed some of his strongest hits including some cuts from his upbeat, collaborative projects with Catronata, all while dancing around like a well-coordinated maniac. He even took the risk of slowing things down a bit to perform a taste of this new album, Trouble on Central, which is a song I'm currently obsessed with. Buddy makes music that simply makes you feel good inside, like Chance and Drum, who also blessed us with some new work recently. So what does he have to do to get that same attention that they have? This may sound crazy, but I think he should leave Pharrell. If he gets out of his deal and snags another label, I think I'll have a better chance of getting noticed, especially after this latest near-perfect midsummer release. ran with fire this week after Chance the Rapper spoke to the Chicago Tribune, misinterpreting his statement about the follow-up to his Grammy Award-winning coloring book. Many of us, including myself, fell into the trap of believing a new album would be released Friday. The news made me think I'd have to reorganize this entire episode to highlight the project. 
Turns out, Chance still delivered in the form of four new singles, I Might Need Security, Workout, Wallacam, and 65th and Ingleside. The tracks come ahead of his performance at this weekend's Special Olympics 50th Anniversary Concert in Chicago. Taking a closer look at the tracks, I Might Need Security, my favorite of the four, reveals Chance has now taken on the role as a local media mogul. Going over a beat that is a sampled loop singing F.U., Chance raps, I bought the Chicagoist just to run you racist bitches out of business. This is no doubt a major purchase, and I'm curious to know the price tag it took to get the once dormant company from New York's WNYC. The purchase is also huge because it represents the first major move from Chance's newly formed business, Social Media LLC, which Variety reports aims to promote local investigative journalism, diversity, and representation for people of color in media. So as usual, it's an exciting time to be the Prince of Chicago. I'm interested to see where else this new business venture takes him and when we can actually expect his official album, produced by Kanye or not. released a surprise project this week, the That's a Girl's Name EP. Bartomey thinks his recent collaborations with Chromio inspired the scent-filled and funky Best Hugs. The whole thing seems kind of like a project an artist might release around Valentine's Day, but when you're a happy-go-lucky guy like Drum, you can do whatever you want when you want with your music. Like cover an Outkast classic, which he also did since we last talked, a raw and stripped-down version of Prototype, shows us how versatile Drom can be. This isn't the first time I've said this, and I'll probably get a lot of backlash for it, but his vocal range seriously reminds me of Stevie Wonder. I'll also mention Drom kicked off this month of giving with Celebrate Life, a single which sounded like it could have been a part of the deluxe version of his breakout album, Big Baby Drom. It finds him reconnecting with Charlie Heat, who produced Cute and an alternative version to Kanye's Facts. If you're losing track of all the summer songs, and need the best of the best in one place, you can find them in my In My Summer playlist, currently streaming on Spotify. XXL freshman Cyphers, age 7, passed away Saturday, July 14th. Freshman Cyphers were known for capturing audiences young and old through their unique ability to showcase the lyricism and styles of some of today's most promising newcomers. They leave behind memorable performances from artists like Anderson Pock, Vic Mensa, and Kodak Black. Why am I reading a fake obituary for a series of videos showing rappers giving pre-rehearsed verses over cliche industry beats? Because this year the freshman class was so bad, the series that used to get me hype every year is officially dead to me. I'm talking more dead than the BET Hip Hop Awards ciphers dead. The way the XXL freshman class is chosen is supposedly by the fans, but I find that incredibly hard to believe. They picked a handful of the most cliche artists possible and that infuriates me. First off, if I could, I'd replace Smoke Perp with Maxo Cream and Black Boy JB with Young Bands. I don't understand the appeal of either of those artists, and Maxo Cream represents real rap, and Young Bands effortlessly makes bangers. 
Moving past that, I could barely sit through all the videos from this year, but if I had to choose, I'd say Jid was the only artist who actually tried and made a mark. One of his classmates, Trippy Red, who I'm typically on board with, decided he'd skip the ciphers because he says he knew the beat would be trash. That's hilarious, but are you kidding me? That's just downright disrespectful. Some artists work just to be a part of that list. That mentality will likely stop after this year, but to not even show up is just plain crazy to me. The sad thing is, he probably would have been one of the more impactful performers and would have easily outshot whatever it was Lil Pump was doing. If you want the best kind of cypher, you have to go to a late night party in the middle of winter where everyone's huddled up together and for God's sakes throw a unique beat on through those speakers. The best are when there's a live instrument in play or even better, a beatboxer that actually knows what they're doing. Insert into cypher rant here. most important acts are both on the road right now celebrating milestone anniversaries of albums that changed the industry forever. Most Def and Talib Kweli are Black Star and The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill both turned 20 this year, and while Yassine Bey and Talib are delivering on all cylinders while out on the stage, Lauryn Hill is back to her old tricks. At a stop in Toronto Wednesday, Hill reportedly showed up an hour late and spent way too long criticizing her live band and tech crew rushing through her 10-track set. There's no explanation to why artists like Hill and Erica Badu continuously do this to their fans. When you've achieved that almost god-level status in music, why tarnish it in any way? Why not respect your work and identity enough to maintain a positive reputation? Blackstar is the perfect example of artists who know how to give the people what they want, though maybe you've seen Bay jump the gun a little bit. Back in February, he announced at a Mad Lib show a new Blackstar album was coming soon. Months passed, and Talib dampened the hopes of rap junkies everywhere, telling Hip Hop DX the album only might happen. I was waiting until their headlining performance at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival to be wrapped up, and since last week, I've scoured the internet and seen no evidence of any kind of announcement with an update on a new Black Star album. But if Kanye is in any way involved, I think there's still a chance we could get something by December. As time shows us, an album from a staple in rap even decades later can still be moving and remind us of the good old days, like a tribe called Quests, we got it from here, thanks. What would I want from a new Blackstar album, though? Of course, no features, and a mix of producers who worked on the original, like High Tech and 88 Keys, combined with some more modern producers with that classic hip-hop feel, Mad Lib, Ill Mind, and Freddie Joe Kim. If you're not familiar with Joe Kim, he made the beat for Waves by Joy Badass, which was later covered by J. Cole under the name False Prophets. He also has an awesome podcast called Mellow Orange, where you can see him spinning some classic hip-hop records. On the next episode of Rap Planet, we dive deep into swimming. Mac Miller's post-DUI, post-Ariana breakup. I'm sure there'll be a lot of takeaways from that project. Thanks for listening.